welcome back to the Get Up and Glow podcast. I'm your host and my name is Becca and I'm the owner of Be Strong. I am here to help you nourish your health, your mind and your happiness. So without further ado, let's jump on into this week's episode. First of all, a massive welcome back to the podcast. And as always, thank you so much for joining me this week. I am really, really, really excited for this week's episode. It's one thing that not only am I like really freaking passionate like talking about, but also I know it's one thing that's going to help so many of you. And uh, recently, actually, I've had quite a few conversations um, in relation to this topic. So I thought, you know what, if these conversations are coming up quite frequently, I feel like what better way than bring an episode on this to help more of you with this area. And I'm feeling really freaking good today. You know, when you have one of those days where or, you know, you've done like your meditation and stuff and you're feeling really vibrant and really radiant and you're just going through one of those big buzzes of energy. I'm going through that right now. Could have been the Pepsi Max that I've just had or it could just be the fact that we're really high vibe today. So if I do sound like really hyperactive, um, all is okay. I'm just full of energy today. Um, but I'm really excited for the episode. So let's jump straight on in. So if you are somebody who, let me like set the scene. Maybe you open like some chocolate, pack of biscuits or something, and you've had a few, but you find yourself continually going back and you find it hard to stop and leave the food. You feel like you need to go finish the food so you can move on with your day. If that's you, you need this episode in your life. If you're also somebody who finds it very difficult to stop eating when you're full or to leave food, then this episode is also for you. And maybe you're somebody as well who notices if there's quote unquote like certain foods that you have, you feel like you need to finish them so you can once again, quote unquote, get back on track, then this episode is for you. So ultimately, if you find yourself feeling quite mindless around food and you are struggling to give yourself that permission to stop, then you need this episode. I'm gonna go through two key areas that you need to work on and some steps that you can take to really help you start working through this behavior with food, shifting this pattern that you're experiencing so you can move into more of a uh, mindful and empowered place when it comes to food. Obviously though, before we jump on into that, I cannot forget to go through this week's crystal. Obviously, if you listen all the time, you'll know every single week I bring along a crystal. If you are new here, um, basically every week I bring along a crystal with me because I have way too many crystals. But then again, can you actually have too many? Probably not. Um, and we bring one along to have the energy. So this week I've actually bringing along a black obsidian. One of my personal favourites I have brought it along before. And the main reason is, first of all, I was just really called to it today. It was basically screaming and waving at me. So I thought, okay, we'll pick you and we'll bring you along for this episode. Um, But it's very, very good for releasing emotion and for regulating emotion and through like releasing that negative energy. And I just think this is brilliant to bring along today because it links perfectly into releasing an unaligned behaviour that isn't suited to us no more and allowing ourselves to leave it behind, let go of it and let let ourselves be free from these behaviours that just aren't serving us when it comes to food. So that is the vibe for today. So now let's jump on into all of the information. So when it comes to 
struggling to stop when you've eaten food to when you've opened a packet of food and noticing that you want to keep going back there's two really really important areas that we want to focus on when it comes to this the first one is mindfulness when it comes to food so mindful eating is probably it links to a a large portion of your food relationship like a big focus of it is mindful eating but when it comes to feeling quite impulsive or quite mindless or struggling to stop when you've maybe opened a packet of food or when you eat it and mindful eating is basically going to become your best friend and all mindful eating is if we are to define it is it's just focusing more on the eating experience and being more present. It's being um, aware of like your thoughts and your feelings around food and ultimately just increasing your awareness when you're eating. It's paying more attention. It's listening to your fullness and hunger and it's allowing yourself to be aware without judgment and we're not judging ourselves for our food choices. So that's what mindful eating is like on paper if we were to go through it ultimately it's all about being more aware paying more attention bringing more focus to our senses and the eating experience itself this is very very important because if we look at maybe where you're at currently where it feels quite mindless maybe it feels more impulsive and you're noticing that you keep just going back to grab more food you maybe you're struggling to listen to fullness and it just feels like I think sometimes like it feels a bit like a blur you know like let's say you've opened um a bag of chocolate buttons and you've had a few and then before you know it like you've nearly finished the pack because you just keep going back but because it's quite impulsive and mindless it just feels like a bit of a blur because there's not awareness there So what we want to do is obviously start moving away from that pattern and into more mindfulness. So obviously the first thing I am going to say here is when we are challenging a current pattern, it does take time. And I said this the other day to one of my clients because it's really important to remember is if you're currently acting a certain way in relation to food, so maybe you are noticing more mindless eating around food, you are noticing it's more impulsive or you're noticing that you're struggling to stop eating when you start that's where you're currently at they're probably the behaviors or the patterns that you've become used to and that's why they keep happening the reason why it's important to say this is now we're challenging all of that and we're starting to move towards more of a mindful place so away from mindless and impulsive into more mindful and more awareness on that journey, it's basically you creating new patterns and behavior around food. That That's pretty much you're changing your behavior when it comes to food. And I have said this on other episodes, but just to really emphasize that this isn't an overnight process and this does take time and it does take effort. So for example, I'll go through this a little bit more in a second, but mindful eating, one way that we can increase mindful eating is removing distractions while we're eating so maybe not eating when we're watching television or we're scrolling on our phone doing that once isn't going to instantly lead to you being super mindful with food it takes time and it means regularly showing up and regularly stepping into that space and that's a really important part because obviously on the um podcast you know I spoke a lot about like the inner work so shifting your beliefs and everything around food which I'm going to chat about a little bit later on 
But a really important part of it as well is embodying the change. So you have to actually embody the new pattern and new behavior that you want to create your reality. And you have to put yourself in situations to do that. So if we look at this, for example, we're wanting to move away from the mindless eating and move into more mindful eating. It means that we have to take the action by actually implementing mindful eating practices, which might be removing distractions, taking your time on eating. It means that you have to put yourself in those situations and implement those techniques to change the, the, the pattern, the behavior to the mindless eating. And I think it's just really important to say that to first of all, just know like this isn't an overnight thing. Like it does take that consistent showing up and that trust on the journey. And that the only way to get more mindful with food is to actively start implementing more mindfulness with food. And this is, you know, I've said before about challenging your behaviors, that's challenging your behavior. Right now, you're probably used to mindless eating, always going back but actually wanted to move more mindfully eating. So we have to challenge the mindless behavior by stepping into the mindful behavior. So it's very important to go into those situations and implement that change to support seeing the change within your behaviors around food. Very much a long-winded way of saying, put yourself in situations and implement mindful eating techniques. So yeah, that's one thing that's really important to say there. But the reason why mindful eating is really important to implement, especially in relation to this situation, is it's going to bring more awareness. Typically, if we're, um, we've opened a, a bag of chocolate buttons and we keep going back and we're finding it very difficult to stop, sometimes what we notice is when we're being mindless with food, it's quite quick. We're not really aware of what we're doing. We're just kind of grabbing and we're eating and we're going. And because of that, it's just like, oh, I'll keep going back. I'll keep going back. A very good thing that you can do is start like being more mindful with food. So this might look like when you're having your food and you're having the chocolate, for example, take your time with it. Rather than just like grabbing a handful, just putting them in your mouth, eating and going, take your time a bit more, like make it more of an experience, like look at your food, chew it, taste it focus on the texture, actually enjoy it because you're less inclined to keep going back if you take the time to enjoy the portion that you've had. One of my clients did this the other day and it was absolutely amazing because we spoke similar about this in a little bit more detail. Um, And she implemented something along these lines. And before focusing on mindfulness with food, she kept going back to the chocolate. And then she was like, I look back and she was like, I didn't even realize how much I'd eaten until afterwards because I just wasn't being aware. And then from bringing more awareness and more mindfulness, she had a portion, enjoyed it and then moved on with the day because she allowed herself to enjoy that portion that she gave herself and be mindful and be present and be aware. And then she was like, oh, that was really nice. Okay, I didn't need no more because I really enjoyed what I had. And bringing this in is very important. And not only that, when we bring more awareness, it takes away from being very impulsive with food. It's like the opposite of being impulsive, isn't it? It's being aware. So we have to bring more awareness when we're eating. So when you are making the choice to eat or when you are actually eating, be more present, use your senses more, allow yourself to actually be a part of that eating experience rather than, you know, you're just grabbing the buttons as you're going and you're just having a few or you're eating in front of the TV and you're just being really mindless, you're not paying attention to it. That's 
for a lot of people going to lead to you eating a lot more, being mindless, and then, you know, struggling to, to leave food because we're not got that mindful element to it. So that's the first one that's really important. The second thing that you will want to work on is overcoming toxic diet culture. Because often, if we're struggling um, with listening to our bodies to stop eating when we've like opened a packet of something, a lot of the time, we've still got toxic diet culture beliefs that are impacting our behaviours. An example might be, um, if in the past, um, the toxic diet culture has led to you shaping uh, beliefs around food, so food labels or uh, food rules, and maybe because of the food labels and you um, identifying something as maybe a bad food, once again, we're going to work away from those, Let's say you've been establishing, oh, having those chocolate buttons, 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 no, buttons is a quote unquote bad thing because toxic diet culture has definitely led to a lot of us believing that certain foods are negative, which they aren't, we're moving away from that space. But if that if that belief is still there consciously or subconsciously, when you're having this food, that feeling of guilt is going to come up and like you've done something wrong because of that belief and you're now a lot more likely to go oh well I've ruined it now I might as well just finish the whole pack off and then I can be quote unquote good tomorrow and maybe you've been in that cycle before and it's obviously like I said it's usually influenced by the toxic diet culture because these labels that we can um just start noticing in our vocabulary in our mind and they start coming into fruition for us when they're there they will impact the way that we act around food and like say if you notice the ruined it mindset maybe it's oh if I have that food I've done something wrong well I've now effed everything up what's the point well I'll just eat everything I'll just sort it out tomorrow and I'll get back to it as you can see it's the toxic diet culture, so the beliefs that you've got around your journey and food, which are impacting your behaviours. So a very, very important part of allowing yourself to leave food, be able to open a packet of biscuits and not feel the urge to eat the whole pack and be more mindful around foods, or even just be in a position where like, you can actually have all foods in the house and not have the urge to eat them all. Like I literally said this the other day to my partner, because at Valentine's Day, I got, um, like a box of, you know, like the Malteser truffles, freaking amazing, by the way, if you've not tried them, definitely would recommend, um, and it's quite a decent sized box, and like, they're still in the cupboard, and I just have some, as in when I, 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 I want one in a mindful way, but the past me would have ate every single one of them on Valentine's Day, so they were gone for the day after, because my mind used to say, well, you need to get rid of all of these so you can be back to your journey and back to being good the next day. Do you see what I mean? So it just means as well that when we work on overcoming these toxic diet culture beliefs, you can have all foods in the house and that's fine. Or it can be your birthday and you have a birthday cake and you can have a slice of cake mindfully and then not feel the urge to eat all of it and just be able to know that it's it's fine to have it there. It means that you can have foods in the house or you can go out to social plans and not feel like every time you're mindlessly overeating, which doesn't make you feel good. It means that by overcoming these um, toxic diet culture, you just feel more free with food again because you can actually enjoy it and then you're going into more aligned patterns and behaviours of food, you're not going into that overeating and that guilt and that ruined it mindset, that restriction and that beating yourself up. You're just going into more enjoyment, mindfulness and consistency. Do you see what I mean? And this is why 
I talk about it all the time, it's so important to overcome the toxic diet culture and the toxic diet culture is the thing that has led to so many of us having food labels food rules um and morals when it comes to food because they're the things that are nine times out of ten influencing the way you're acting in these moments because like i say pack of biscuits oh well somebody in the past or a certain uh, toxic diet that i did told me or just even the, the culture itself, we can see loads of things online, has said, oh, biscuits are really quote unquote bad for me. We've then got this belief, we have a pack of biscuits, we have one of them, we have two of them, we then feel guilty and think, oh, I've had that, I've messed everything up, what's the point, I'll eat the whole pack, get it out of the way, so I can be good tomorrow and get back to it. That's probably what happens, and maybe you feel that. And this is where, when we, we look at the root cause of that pattern, it's being triggered by food labels is being triggered by beliefs around food. If we heal them, we overcome the labels, we overcome the beliefs, we overcome what you've been taught by diet culture, and we we leave that behind, we heal and we release it, and we move you into a space of more positive thinking around food, more empowerment around food, and just a more neutral place, so we move you into food neutrality, then in these situations, you can then move to a place where we lead back to that example, you have a pack of digestive, chocolate digestive, because they actually know custard creams, custard creams are the best. I'm going on a tangent now, let me bring this back in. You got a pack of custard creams, you can open them, you can take one or two out, enjoy them and move on. Because you've got rid of the food labels and the beliefs, it now means you can move into the, the belief of, it's safe to have all foods in moderation, whatever it might look like, you can then enjoy those mindfully like we've just spoke about and then move on. Because when you shift your beliefs and the labels around food, you then shift your behaviours because it's our beliefs that we have that influence our behaviours. If we think a food is bad, we will then be feeling guilty and that is what influences us to overeat and go into the ruined it mindset and spiral and snowball. Because if we overcome these and get rid of them and move into a neutral place with food, we take away the guilt, we then take away that overeating spiral and then we create more mindfulness and freedom. Can you see that pattern? And this is why it's really important to work on not only understanding just the root cause of what's influencing your behaviours, but also working and releasing and getting rid of and moving away from these food labels and these food rules, which the toxic diet culture has led to a lot of us having. And that is why I always say doing that inner work is very important as well, because if not, we're gonna always find ourselves in these vicious cycles with food and we're never gonna seek that true mindfulness and freedom that you want, but also that you need to reach your health goals. You have to work on your food relationship, not only just to be healthy and happy, but also then to reach other goals as well. This is why it's so important. I hope all of that makes sense and really just shows why working through those beliefs is the key point of getting you to where you wanna be and also healing your relationship with food. Now, if you are listening to that and you're like, this is making so much sense, and you're like, I really want to delve more into moving away from the labels and the beliefs and letting go of that toxic diet culture and those extremes that we have 
probably all in once in our life have been taught is the way forward and you're really ready just to let them go release them and move away from them so you can not only be able to open a packet of biscuits and not feel the need to eat every single one and also be able to have foods that you love in the house and feel really mindful around them but more importantly just so you can find more peace with food and finally create a lifestyle that isn't this back and forth battle with food exercise and body then the fabulous news is the doors to Strong and Eight are back open, baby. And I'm freaking excited to be saying those words. Strong and Eight is my absolute gem. It has my heart, my soul, my happiness. It's freaking amazing. And everything that I have just said, we cover within Strong and Eight. The vibe is get rid of the yo-yo cycle, the fitness extremes, the toxic diet culture beliefs, and we are moving into a healthy relationship with food, body, and exercise. We are creating a nourishing lifestyle that makes you happy and helping you reach your health goals so you can finally have that lifelong solution, finally find peace with food, and finally feel the best that you ever have. And through the eight weeks, we really focus on education and learning everything that you need to and implementing the steps that you need to take to achieve that. It's a very, very transformational and life-changing eight weeks. And I am so freaking excited that the doors are back open. So if you listen to this, you're relating and you really do wanna delve deeper into this and really start putting yourself first on your journey, then get yourself to the link in the show notes of this episode and come join us or you can dm me on instagram and we can have a bit of a chit chat as well and come join the strong innate community um it will be the best decision you ever make and i cannot wait to support so many of you so come join us and like i say you can grab your space on the link in the show notes payment plans are available as well or you are more than welcome to drop me a dm over on instagram at bestrong.coach and we can just chat through if it's going to be the right thing for you i can send you a bit more information over we can have a conversation over there you know me I love to have a chit chat and let the magical eight weeks start but I'm so excited to be announcing that and I cannot wait to see so many of you in there but on that note I want to say a massive thank you for joining me today I really hope this episode has given you some steps moving forward if this podcast has helped you and you have took something away from it, first of all, let me on Instagram your golden nugget and golden words of wisdom from the episode. And I'd also massively appreciate if you could give the podcast a share. The more that we can spread this message to more women, the more food freedom and health and happiness that we can create. So share it with your bestie, share it with somebody who you know who needs to hear this, or just give it a shit on your socials and I'd be massively grateful for that so we can spread the message to more incredible women just like yourself. But thank you so much for joining me. Have a lovely, lovely week and I'll speak to you all in the next episode.